This podcast is presented in partnership with Rewatchable Media, home to several great podcasts and YouTube channels covering TV shows, movies, and culture. Find out more on rewatchable.media. Did you see that uh, you guys are starting the brisket again? Tua's still hurt. Oh, we are starting the brisket again? Yep. Uh, yeah. I see. see tonight. I, I've told you, I've, 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 I'm trying to pick other teams. Like, you know, I, I, I flirted with the, with the uh, I still can't, I, I can't get over the fact that they're in LA, but the Chargers. Mm. I flirted with them because Justin Herbert is like, he's he like a QB. Yeah. You know, and he, well, and he I like he wasn't as highly ta- like no one talked about him, even though he went to Oregon, which is usually this is the pack anti Pac twelve bias that I, I can't stand, can't stand mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Uh, so he looks like a real QB. Mm-hmm. I started flirting with them, and then they promptly like lost two straight, and he had the worst QB rating of anybody in the league. Yeah. Although I think it's that's just a that's just a slump. I I sure. still believe he's good. I don't. So, but I'm still, but you know, I'm flirting, right? So I'm just like, you know, okay, you you're not going to do it for me. Maybe I'll go. These Green Bay Packers look good, <laughs> and then it turns out their QB is like, you know, an he's anti- off the rails. <laughs> went off the rails, like you know, and you know, and I, so I'm going to leave them. So I have, I have joined the woke mob. Can I um? Can I start a class action lawsuit of all of the Aaron Rodgers owners? Mm-hmm. Let me explain why. So. <laughs> If you follow fantasy, a lot of us passed on Lamar Jackson because we knew he wasn't vaccinated. We just figured it'll cost us several games, mm-hmm. right? This exact scenario that just happened last week. Uh, and the same for Kirk Cousins, because again, like they, they have relative value, but you take all of these things into account, just like you do potential injury yeah. possibilities. And then, you know, Rodgers was not on this list because he lied. He said he, yeah, because he said he was vaccinated or he said he was uh, immunized. Yes, immunized? he said immunized. He said, I'm immunized. Yeah. And then he goes on to talk about people, but people should get, you know, I sh- we shouldn't force people to get vaccinated. So mm-hmm. he's, he's obviously lying. Yeah. Dirty liar. Yeah. Screw that guy. Yeah. And there's real money in, in fantasy. Mm-hmm. And real consequence. Like if you lose, you might have to uh, go to a, like, what, what is it? Like a, a waffle like a house. Waffle <laughs> house and, and eat a, a waffle every hour. Yeah. 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 That, that's a not waffle. something I want to do. That, that's yeah. worse than money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's much worse. So, but uh, yeah, I, I I recommend anybody out there that wants to to read like the craziest sports story of all time, Grant Wall, who's a great uh, uh, journalist uh, in uh, U.S. soccer, uh, traveled to Moldova to uh, uh, do some back background on the team FC Sheriff, uh, which is a uh, Moldovan team. Uh, in a sort of the the runaway state from Moldova, it's not. I mean, they still speak, speak Russian there, and they still have like statues of Lenin all over the place, uh, where most of Europe has sort of you know moved past. Even most of Russia has moved past all that stuff. Um, this little place still wants you know the the hammer and sickle, uh, and it's basically a you know it's a gun running little. Uh, it's it's just a crazy crazy article. It's awesome. Right. Anyway. But this is not a sports podcast. It is not a sports pass. What 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 kind of podcast is this? Well, first of all, I, did, I barely realized we started, but we are starting. <laughs> this we're is, starting. This is Dad Pods, the unofficial MCU podcast. You say that much better than I do. Um, I'm I'm uh, Michael, and you're Shane. Oh wait 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 wait. 
the other way around. Yeah, yeah the other way around. Um, yeah. So uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, we always start with our MCU news and notes. Uh, this week is no different. Um, by the time you listen to this, this will have already happened. But Friday, November 12th, uh, 13 MCU movies, including uh, most recently the Shang-Chi movie, will be released on Disney Plus in IMAX aspect ratio. Oh, yeah. So that's going to uh, be exciting. I'm excited because I haven't seen Shang-Chi, and uh, now I can. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, the IMAX ratio, I was reading a little bit on that. It's going to have a lot more sort of bang for your buck on your screen. So if you've got a nice screen at your house, and most everybody does nowadays because TVs are actually really cheap right now, yeah. uh, you can get a really nice IMAX quality screen in terms of certainly not the size but certainly the, the ratio of stuff on your screen. So, so it, it, also yeah. inclu- it also includes the movie that we're talking about tonight in this 13. And that was not a movie that it was originally released in IMAX. So it's going to look different than just about any time you've ever seen this particular movie. I don't oh. know why I'm, I'm walking around this. We're talking about Iron Man. It's not like it's a spoiler yeah. or anything like that. Oh, so too bad we did this. Uh, we did our, our rewatch discussion of this movie, not seeing it in IMAX since it hadn't been released yet. That's happening sure, tomorrow. But, you know, whatever. We've we've gotten things wrong. Well, but what I'm going to say is I watched this as it was meant to be seen on my phone. So, okay. of course, <laughs> the, the IMAX would not have mattered. You know, back in 2009, they didn't even... Uh, was the iPhone a thing in 2000? It was. 2007 was the first okay. iPhone. But the iPhone should not have been able to play this. Not the first... The first iPhone, you couldn't have played this movie. Yeah. There's no way you could have streamed it over data. Even yeah, Wi-Fi. I, I mean, there's no way. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think you could have downloaded, but you had such little space. You had like 16 gigabytes. If that, most of them were like eight or four, right? Yeah, the first one comes with eight. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I probably couldn't have watched it on my phone back then. Yeah. Uh, you and I both have uh, children about the same age. And when you're trying to chase around a child to get photos, you understand that like the flip phone, just not going to do it. Yeah. So you needed to sort of upgrade your sort of phone and nobody I mean, and camera and nobody wants to hang around with a, like a camera around their, you know, neck with like the strap, you know, doing right. SLRs type stuff. And we don't even talk about this as much in the, when we're going to discuss the movie, but Tony has his phone in this, it's, it's some sort of hybrid flip phone, right. That comes yes. out and it turns sideways, mm-hmm. even though I guess during the making of this, they, they had no idea what that iPhone was coming out. They couldn't have. Well, yeah. maybe they did. I don't know. Comes out in 2008. Yes, comes out in 2008. So um, we have we have one more piece of news. Oh. Uh, Dad Pods is now on TikTok. What? Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's dumb. It's really dumb. But it's oh, great. Yeah. It's super um, dumb. I love it. Yeah, so yeah. So check us out on 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 TikTok. Join the we we can say this. Join the hundreds of people. That have, viewed, that have viewed our last, our first video that we posted on on TikTok. There is a, TikTok apparently is a video platform, short yeah. video platform. Yeah, just just join the hundreds, hundreds that have seen this already. Yeah, if you want to do it the old school way and have it format for your phone better, go to YouTube. You can find us there too. Anyhow, anyhow, let's get into Iron Man. All right, are you ready? Okay. I am. What? <clears throat> 
Let me clear my throat. Uh, I am ready. Are you ready to 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 time me for my for the recap? I am. And okay. go. Tony Stark is your typical billionaire playboy arms dealer. While selling a new missile system to the military, he is attacked by terrorists, kidnapped, and forced to build the terrorists that same missile system. Instead, he fixes his heart with an arc reactor and builds a suit of armor. R.I.P. Ensign. He escapes with said armor and vows to stop building and selling weapons. Instead, he decides to build an awesome suit of armor, still kind of a weapon, but keep it just for himself. After some trials and tribulations, he makes a much cooler suit. He becomes a superhero. Turns out, Jeff Bridges' Obadiah Stane, who works at Stark Tech, was the bad guy all along, enlisting the terrorists to attack Tony in the first place, and eventually building his own huge suit. Big fight that the Transformers franchise wish they could have produced, and Tony wins! He saves Pepper Potts, and admits that the world to the world that he is Iron Man. Finally, Nick Fury makes an appearance in the MCU's first post credit scene. Four oh. seconds over. Four seconds over. I you're, added too many words. You're getting close. I'm getting very close. But anyway, yeah, that's what that's what happens. That's the whole movie. That's it. That's all you need. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Good night. Um, but yeah, so what do we think about Iron Man? So the the first observation on this rewatch is. Oh boy, this this movie parts of it really don't age well. Yeah, I don't think that uh, Tony Stark, Iron Man, and this movie in general would survive uh, any sort of Me Too. No, not at all. Mm -hmm. um, the attitude portrayed towards women is not great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he would be uh, Tony Stark would be rightfully canceled if yeah. we were we were doing this the, the right way. Right um, now. Cancel culture, nobody really gets canceled, right? I mean, no. we talked about Aaron Rodgers earlier. Aaron Rodgers is still a millionaire quarterback with a, a you know, actress, girlfriend, and all kinds of, you know, accolades. And he's going to get his job back. Oh, yeah. Probably this week. Yeah, if he doesn't have COVID anymore. Right. Yeah. And so <clears throat> same thing would apply. Tony Stark would not actually get canceled. We just yeah. might view him differently. You know what? You know what they really just need? He might have like a compliance training that he has to do. Mm -hmm. Maybe he has to do an anti-sexual harassment training. Yep. Uh, you know, maybe maybe he gets to anytime that he is in another room with a female coworker, he has to have like a proxy in yep. there with him, some sort of person that sort of monitors all this stuff. This is that's what he needs. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Solves a lot of problems. Yeah. Um, so we have talked about the Bechtel tests lots of times. This movie totally fails it. On its face. Yeah. Uh, Pepper Potts is really the only female. There is a, uh, there's a reporter played pretty funnily by uh, Leslie Bibb, but uh, I don't think she, she only has a scene with uh, Tony. Pepper she, almost... She talks to Pepper at one point. About Tony, though. Yes, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And Pepper really only has the conversations with Tony and a couple with Stain as well. Maybe with Happy too, but yeah. it's any anytime she's talking to anybody but Tony, it's always about Tony. Mm -hmm. And typically, when she's talking to Tony, she's talking about Tony. Yep. This movie is really a lot about Tony Stark. Yeah, very singularly focused in that way. Uh, about Christine Everhart, she definitely. So first of all, 
as a reporter, you probably shouldn't sleep with your subject. That's not, mm-hmm. that's not uh, journalistic integrity. I will say in her credit, at very least, she keeps asking hard questions after that point in time. Emphasis on hard. Hey, oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I enjoy I I will say that I enjoyed both actresses. I think uh, Gwyneth Paltrow as Pepper Potts is great yep. in, in the role that she has. But again, this is a this is a very different movie if we if we if we screenplay it and write it and produce it in 2020. Yeah. It, even movies like all right, another one that fails Bechdel test is, is Captain America, which we've already talked about. Yeah. I'm going to say it doesn't fail it as hard as this movie fails it. It also doesn't fail. It's not as egregious when you when you consider that most of that movie is set in 1944. On the front. where In the war, where you right. wouldn't have very many women to begin with on the, you know, on the, on the front. So right. the fact that they even had a woman in the, in the movie is probably a plus. Yeah. So it, in, this, in this movie, somehow Malibu has no women living in it whatsoever. Which I know to be false. I've yeah. been to Malibu. Yeah. At least 50% of the population is female. Funny how that works. So yeah, that all being said, it's a really strong superhero origin story. Mm-hmm. Uh, not an easy job to do. We've seen lots of them by now. Even, even back in 2008, we had seen you know, several different Batman origin stories. We had seen the X-Men. We had seen Spider-Man. We'd seen Blade which includes one of my favorite 1980s, even though it was uh, done in the 1990s, but it's a total 1980s line. And I'm going to have to paraphrase because it includes an F-bomb, but it's these MFers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Yeah. Wow. And I, I still don't understand it, but Wesley Snipe delivered it perfectly. It's, it's just a phrase that could be used so often in your everyday life. You wouldn't you wouldn't expect that phrase coming from an you know an African American vampire though. Hmm. Do we well, think Blade? Do we think Blade in general, like Blade, who's doing a lot of ice skating? Well, you know, if he's immortal, maybe at a certain point in time he decided to take up ice skating. Maybe, maybe. Um. So, you know, balancing that origin story with like a plot where you've got a a villain that's doing something and he's trying to accomplish something over here on the side where you're still trying to sort of deal with the pluses and minuses of, of being a, a, a superhero where you're, you know, in this movie, we get to see Tony basically build his, his suit of armor from scratch. Uh, and all of the failed tests are really humorous and funny and, and, and it creates sort of this ongoing drama, but you get this, um, while it's a smaller sort of uh, you know villain story, you get to see you know exactly how it sort of arises and everything like that. Yeah, they they bring up who in the comics would be the main arch nemesis. Well, one of the main arch nemesis of Ironmonger. Iron yeah, he's referred to in the comics. I, I'm gonna say this is if there's any flaws in this movie, it's they they really should have let Jeff Bridges live. So that they underutilized him. Yeah, he would have been nice yeah. to come back. Because mostly because it's the dude, man. You gotta have Jeff Bridges back. Well, and apparently he didn't realize his character was gonna die until he saw later mm-hmm. cuts. Yeah, I would have kept him alive. I agree with you. That would have been smart. And apparently he really did want to come back too. It would have been a much more compelling villain in the future movies. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, it's fun to have a hero that's that's like motivated by like not by vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not by vengeance at all, really. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets all of his powers with his brain. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. The the scene the building scenes. This is sort of taking from other great A team building scenes, any other movie with building, and I don't know if we've really got to see that in other superhero movies at this point in time. No, there's a little bit of it in Batman Begins, like he's making his suit and he's you know throwing the little batarangs around and stuff like that. But uh, and that's I think we can look at this this movie um, as kind of a maybe a direct response mm -hmm. to the Christopher Nolan uh, Batverse just given how light this movie is uh, in comparison. Yeah, this movie really takes, it intentionally takes that tone, injects a lot of humor into it, mm -hmm. even though there's some dark moments. Yeah, well, and this movie, Tony Stark kills a lot of dudes. Oh yeah. With the, with the, with the, uh, with the, the suit of armor. Um, Batman begins, like the whole thing is like, he's not gonna kill people, right? He's constantly saving people. But it's so dark, and he does lots of you know, punching in alleyways. Right. That this 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 movie is a lot lighter. Yeah, remarkably so. Weirdly so, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just don't look at his womanizing, um, or the misogyny and overall disrespect for everybody that works under him. We'll talk about this later, but you know, there's a whole litany of uh, supervillains that are created just because Tony's just a jerk. Yeah, that's his biggest flaw. Yeah, the, his jerkiness. Yes, he's, he's, yeah. he's just a jerk. But, you know, he's a role model-ish. Sort of, in a way. Mm -hmm. So, um, I like the fact that this is like a really redemption story in real life. Robert Downey Jr., uh, super talented actor. Um, he kind of went down the road where he was addicted to all kinds of drugs and he was on the, a really self-destructive path and uh, he got clean. And then for a solid decade plus, he was the face of the most successful movie franchise in the history of movie making. Yeah, That's totally. Cool. That, that is cool. And, uh, you know, those of us who have any familiarity with people in the mental health industry, as, yeah. as you do, uh, realize that addiction is a disease. Mm -hmm. and not a, a character flaw. I think this is a really good story that people should pay attention to. Mm -hmm. In real life now, uh, his longtime mentor, he, he has a part, a friend that was really helping him through sobriety. And that, that person recently passed away. And that was you know, noted by everyone in the Marvel studios as mm -hmm. something uh, significant. Yeah. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. wrote a really great letter uh, that was recently available um, online. You can find it. Uh, that was published by um, uh, Disney, and they he he basically kind of went through every person involved in the MCU, every actor, and and says just amazing things about all of them. Uh, I think when you look at the faces of the MCU, whether it's Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, they are Mark Ruffalo. They're just good people uh -huh. in general you know we can we can make fun of scarlett johansson for trying to take all the roles of you know every uh ethnicity and gender but yeah she seems like a good person i'm gonna blame um, her agent on that that's that's an I, agent yes. job 
I, I agree. You know, she should, like like if 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 someone offers you a job, and it's like, oh, do you want this job? It's like, sure. Right. Like I, I can totally go with the fact that you don't know like the 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 particular like racial makeup of of the character from Ghost in the Machine. I didn't know it before the whole controversy. It was something I, that escaped my. I guarantee she's never watched yeah Ghost in the Shell. She's never read the manga. She probably didn't even know it was Ghost, a manga. Ghost in the Machine is actually a really good police record from like 1983 or something yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, and I actually think that that phrase is what why it's called Ghost in the Shell. It's related to Ghost in the Machine. Ghost, right. Like there's a science fiction short story. Anyhow, gotcha. I don't think. I'm not going to blame Scarlett Johansson for that. It yeah. seems like a pattern. I don't think it's her personally because I don't believe she knows anything about these other forms of media mm -hmm. whatsoever. Yeah. So that's another reason why I, I kind of really gravitate towards the MCU. Just the people that are doing it just seem like really good people. Yeah. You know, there's no twits. Yeah. So, yeah. Way to go, Robert Downey Jr. So, fun movie. I think so. Yeah. You know, in response to the, the Nolan verse, I mean, the Nolan verse is great too. Right. But this is like just the color palette is just fun. You know, he's wearing red and gold. I think that really, we knew going in when we saw the trailers and you see the way that Iron Man flies, that mm -hmm. sets the tone right away. Yeah. He flies like a jet flies. So that this is a different type of flight than you got from Superman. So Superman is a lot of fun. Also, it's uh, can you believe you'll believe that a man can fly. Right. right. And that that is a, a different form than what you see out of Iron Man, where Iron Man's flying like a jet. Yeah. And he's got to do the science and the math and get it to where it works. Right. And, and you see him actually doing the okay, there's a balance to this, right? I've got to burn enough fuel to get up off the ground. And then once he gets it going, it's like, okay. You know, but uh, it was a cool sort of cool origin to where he figured out how to do it. Yeah. Just like uh, little bits of the Martian injected with your superhero movies. Sure. Now, I mean, it's still like scientifically ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. There's no yeah. way. Because you would, you would, he would burn up into nothing going as fast as he is going. But. He totally would. So the other things are, so the arc reactor apparently powers all this. So it's basically creating electricity. It's an electric Some, magnet. It, it's self-sustaining. It's unclear how it works. Right. So he's able to fly. Something is giving propulsion. That really looks like a chemical burn. Oh, yeah. It's definitely fire. So fire is coming out from electricity, which... It's not how the fire works. Yeah. Or electricity. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing in there to give him propulsion to allow him to fly. Yeah, because because he, he even explains later on that it's basically an electromag uh, electromagnet, right? Right. Um. Yeah, that doesn't happen. That's not yeah. So it's it's a it's a it's a it's a MacGuffin, but mm -hmm. uh, a clever one. Yeah, whatever. It looks fun. Yeah, it does. I want. I mean, I want to fly around in the Iron Man suit. Oh yeah. That would yeah. Other, other than that, it would actually kill you in real life, but uh. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think um, years ago at Disneyland, they had a like a virtual reality kind of thing where you, you got to fly the Iron Man suit. Hmm. I don't know if they'll have that or not. I am going to Disney World in a couple weeks. So hmm. I will let everybody know if they still have that particular feature. Um, okay, so uh, in this movie, uh, we are introduced to the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. 
they are the terrorist organization that uh, originally attacks Tony Stark and kidnaps him and forces him to do stuff. Uh, in the comics, the Mandarin is head of the Ten Rings. Now, we have talked about the Mandarin in the past. Uh, the original, or uh, Iron Man 3, right? That's the yep. third one? Yeah. Uh, has the Mandarin in it, and in the in that he is a fraud. He is not really a supervillain. He is merely an actor playing uh, a supervillain. Uh, the the actual quote unquote Mandarin is in fact uh, uh, the Guy Pierce character, Killian, whatever. Yeah. Now that so the Iron Man sort of story is where the Ten Rings, I believe, originally originates. Right. Um, it's turned on its head in the uh, uh, Shang-Chi release uh, that came out uh, several uh, months ago, which you haven't yet seen, so we won't spoil anything. But uh, leave it to say that the, the, the Ten Rings is actually a thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and just from comics knowledge, the Mandarin has Ten Rings in the right. comic. Yes. Similar and... to the, the, the Infinity Stone, each ring has, grants a certain power. Right. So it's, it's something that, that grants power and, and, and watch Shang-Chi. It's beautiful. Um, but this is the kind of retconning that we're seeing the MCU is able to do. Uh, so they'll, they'll, they'll introduce something and then they'll just kind of say, well, that wasn't exactly it. Right. They're not, they're not yet introducing the reality shifting sort of things. End game aside, that wasn't really reality shifting. That was more of, they, they did it the way that, it was done in they just undid everything right that, that, that was done in infinity war right and i think uh th this being the first movie true movie in the in the mcu they do a good job of taking elements from the comics bringing it into this modern context the modern the, not just modern sensibilities the sensibilities that the mcu will have the action comedy mm -hmm. that yeah. that's that's the constant throughout all of mcu mm -hmm. And uh, they're totally willing to take elements from the comics and just repurpose it for whatever they want. They did it yep. here with the Ten Rings. Mm -hmm. um, first uh, superhero to uh, publicly out himself. Yeah. Uh, mm. It's kind of interesting. Very interesting. Again, I think this is setting the tone for the MCU. Mm -hmm. They're going with the tone that you get from the, the comics, the Ultimates the Marvel Ultimate Comics, right? Ultimate Universe. Yeah. Starting up, hey, no secret identities. Yeah. The only secret identity that really means anything in the MCU currently is Peter Parker, right? Right. And he was also outed at the end of uh, Far From Home. So I think they've they've made it sort of not matter what right. somebody's secret identity is. It's like, it's their identity. Right. I think these are other innovations that the MCU brought where they, I'm not even going to say anymore that it's just a modern take on superheroes, right? Mm -hmm. It's just a, a different take, a different feel and that yeah. they've kept consistent throughout all of the movies. Mm -hmm. So this movie, going back to it, I realized there's a bunch of, shall I say, boomerisms or more like sure. Gen X-isms. Sure. You got... Uh, Tony, at the, at the end of the movie, has to play Iron Man. He's a Black mm -hmm. Sabbath. That is a Gen X callback. No, 
no anything with Ozzy Osbourne. That's that's bordering. That's old Gen X. It's like even older than us. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it totally is. But at least in our generation, we're still you know Black Sabbath is still kind of cool. Sure, sure. Insofar as like Ozzy Osbourne sort of kept them continuously cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that reality show really helped. It kind of did. It kept Black Sabbath alive. I mean, Black Sabbath was kind of the first heavy metal band. Yeah. Oh, it's good music. No. Sure. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that. So Tony, you see early on, he's into muscle cars. That, that's how they sort of connect the building. So early on, you see him working on his car. Mm-hmm. And then it, it connects when you see him working on the Iron Man suit. Very clever. Mm-hmm. Who is working on muscle cars now? Like, at all? Like, I don't think that's a millennial thing. O- old white guys. Yeah. Same, same thing with uh, Harley Davidson's. Just oh, yeah. White guys. Yeah, totally. This, I don't know if this is a Gen X thing or a little bit into the misogyny. Tony, Tony seems to have dad issues. They mentioned Tony's dad a lot. Yeah. A little intro thing. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was because they were always setting up Howard Stark to be a character in the MCU. Possibly. Oh, because they knew that they were going to do Captain America later on. So they yeah. had to go back. I wonder, I want, I, I'd, I'd like to give them that a forethought that this was probably three years before that movie even went into production but yeah they definitely did a lot of planning sure uh tony did tony have a mom do we even know that at this point well I, i'm 100 percent sure that he had a mom mm. that's good <laughs> that's good good deductive that's, reasoning it's, it's it's necessary for the whole chemical reaction okay. however uh she doesn't get mentioned here i don't think she's really mentioned at all until captain america civil war right you don't even get a flashback to tony's mom until then yeah no and then he's really and then he's really broken up about it right but yeah doesn't even talk about her at all this movie comes out in 2008 right so as we mentioned the the iphone had just come out now they probably didn't know during the making of it uh what they did know about was social media by that time so myspace was was a thing facebook Facebook came out in 2006-ish like no, before that, Facebook. Before ex- that? Yeah, Facebook's been around for a, a little bit of time. Okay, Twitter, Twitter, I think, was two thousand six, maybe. Maybe that was right. Possibly. Yeah. Regardless, Tony's not on any social media, and he even mentions social media because he he yeah. talks about when the the soldiers are taking a picture of him, like, "Oh, this better right. not show up on your MySpace." Whatever. Right. Right. Which is which totally dates this movie. It does date the movie. However, so he's mentioning it, but he's not on it. And right. I know from the point in time, I. I thought this was really odd, you know, in the early 2000s, I've been going to work and then a bunch of my younger coworkers are like on Facebook a lot. <laughs> yeah. And interestingly, they're going to be on Facebook on like an actual computer because you, you didn't have Facebook yet on your phone. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, anyhow, more signs that, that Tony's mm-hmm. a boomer. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. He's, he's, he's like a, the oldest of the, like, when you think about like his age, I mean, he's either a, the youngest boomer or the oldest uh, Gen Xer, right? In yeah. terms of where he's at. Cause I think he's, I mean, now um, RDJ is probably 60 ish. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally right. Hot takes. Mm-hmm. Here's my hottest of hot takes. Okay. Let's look at the balance sheet of the villains that Tony has created. Okay. versus the problems that he has solved. This is a good place to sort of 
dig into this. Okay. Right. Okay. Obadiah Stane. I guess so, he solved so, this. He solved this. He solved it. Now, yeah. now, does he cause it too? He, I don't think he caused it necessarily. However, he should have stopped it way earlier. Mm -hmm. As CEO of the company, he really didn't know that someone was dealing under the table right. until Stain like reveals it by trying to kill him. Like he let things escalate far. Oh yeah. Well, he also he also points out, you know, Stain is is doing this because Tony is a little petulant twit, True. Too, you know, and and realized that the fate of the company was not in good hands with Tony mm -hmm. Stark. And right. and I think Stain's kind of right. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's one hundred percent right. Yeah, because like the events that we see in in future movies, I mean, Tony Stark is not stable, dude. Yeah, um, he hasn't committed any direct sort of war crimes yet, though. Creating you know the kind of weapons that he has and selling them to places all over the world, we know that they're used against the Sokovians. You know, <laughs> right around now, that's when Wanda and uh, uh, Pietro would have been quote unquote created. Right. So, um, so maybe he's already a war criminal. Possibly. So to, to use some real life examples, when the NCAA, which is a corrupt organization, took yes. away the title from the USC Trojans, mm -hmm. they said, maybe you didn't know, but you should have known. Right. Right. That was their mentality. So, OK, Tony, maybe you didn't know, but you should have known. Yeah. So so sure, he stopped staying from from being a bad guy and taking over his company it's unclear whether like what is Stane going to do so he's going to kill tony stark mm -hmm. but is he going to like become a be like a bad evil genius or is he just going to go back to being ceo of stark tech or whatever the he's stark just going to keep making money yeah so like eh, i think you know this, this is not a this is not a big plus not like, a if huge we're going win. to scale of yeah. like one to ten ten being like the best thing you could do this is like a seven yeah yeah all right now we go to iron man 2. we see it was a terrible movie i know it's a terrible movie but we're, we're introduced to a new villain whiplash yeah. right yeah created by tony stark or That's howard stark or howard stark. stark yeah yeah i will argue justin yeah you and justin argue. hammer justin hammer and whiplash both i'm gonna say are created by tony stark yeah he, here's my reasoning uh, Whiplash is obviously mad at, at Howard Stark and comes in comes in hot. Mm -hmm. Doesn't it seem like Whiplash's whole thing could have been solved with the nice conversation instead of Tony coming in hot and like mm -hmm. thinking he's got it all solved once Whiplash is in the the jail? It's like, oh wait, I didn't know. Let's let's talk through this. Like I actually mm -hmm. didn't know about your dad, and let's yeah. let's look through it. Yeah. What if we What if we go ahead and what can I get you? I mean, do you want job? Do you Do you need like a you know yeah. A memorial for your father. What can we do to fix this? You're a smart a dude. You just, yeah, I I made this thing in a cave. You replicated it in your apartment. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Maybe we get along. Yeah. Let's let's at least have a conversation. Yeah. We know you like Boyd's. Mm, Boyd's. Yeah. Oh, God, that was so... Hey, it's <sighs> a terrible movie. Uh, Hammer. Hammer. Now Hammer kind of sucks. Tony doesn't yes. have to be rude to him though. That is completely right. immature. Yeah. And you created this whole Tony's, disaster. Tony's mouth gets himself in trouble. Right. A lot. This is completely unnecessary. Yep. Yep. So I'm going to say caused. That's his fault. Yeah. Yeah. Killian, same thing. Yeah. 
Iron Man 3, villain there. Tony leaves him on the roof at this thing in CERN. Uh, yeah, mostly so he could go just, you know, have weird, nerdy science sex with a, with a biologist. Okay, so even if he wants to do that, that's obviously not an excuse. Can no. still do that without making the guy go to the roof. Exactly. Just say, hey, can we talk later? Can you come to my office? Can you make an appointment? You know, what can we do to fix this situation? I want to have sex with this biologist. Yeah, that's, that is what I am doing now. Be honest with your intentions. Mm -hmm. Don't send a dude to a, a roof where he's cold. And then goes on to create a bunch of super villains. Yeah, that, that was a little bit of an extreme response, but... No, we're not saying that any of the responses are appropriate. No. But we are saying that, like, he sort of pushed them over the cliff, right? Yeah. Like, these are all people that are, like, on teetering within, like, the moral center of the universe. And he's just shoving them over yeah. into the bad side. Tony Stark, this is on your ledger. So we, I've, we've now put that on him. Now yeah. we get in, now we get into the real the meat of things. Yes, we get into the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, the Vulture, so, Vulture, all his fault. That's a hundred percent Tony Stark's fault. This is a guy that had a city contract. Yep. To clean up the mess that he largely made in the Avengers one, mm -hmm. right? Um, and he comes in with his own organization. With a bunch of pencil pushers, right? Mm -hmm. And they take away this guy's job, his livelihood. He has resorted to becoming a uh, black market, you know, arms seller. Yeah. Yeah. The Vulture, this is 100% Tony Stark's fault. Yet again, Stark Industries coming in, crushing small businesses. Yes. This is a... Obviously, Stark should have taken into account existing contracts and made them whole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Figure it out like, okay, I'm going to at least pay you back for everything that you've spent. Right. And maybe, and maybe, hey, since you're already there cleaning sh stuff up, let's go ahead and, hey, do you guys want a job with this new organization that's coming in and cleaning things up? It's called subcontracting. Exactly. He's it never all, heard of that? Yeah. Come on, See, Tony. I feel like, I feel like Tony Stark is a, is a CEO, billionaire CEO in the same way that like Trump is. Mm-hmm. Right? His organization's got like 12 people that he's in charge of. That's yep. it. Right? It's all just a in, – in the way that Trump was a was a real estate scam, mm -hmm. I mean, Tony Stark is just a science scam. Yeah. Technology scam. Futurist. Technology. Ooh. Uh, okay. Mysterio. Oh, wow. we, learned from, we learned from Captain America Civil War that this is – and – that so and in uh, Far From Home that that this is totally one hundred percent. This might be the most egregious. Yeah, you see. So Civil War, we've seen the the background. Jake Gyllenhaal makes this mm -hmm. awesome tech that he Tony calls fart. Yep. And then uh, the the scientists in the beginning. Now, granted, Obadiah Stain was the one who like was insulting this scientist. Sure. Tony made this in a cave. Yeah. Uh, that Mysterio, though, is 100% Tony Stark's fault. Absolutely. I mean, you can't... He was working for Tark's... He was doing everything right, right? Yep. He was working for Stark. He made him this awesome virtual reality thing. Mm -hmm. Tony took it, mm -hmm. used it, and still fired the guy. Yeah. That's lame. What the hell? Yeah. Not cool. Not cool. No. I mean, you can't fire people that 
that can that can create this kind of technology that can then you know nearly kill your protege yeah from the and your you I mean your excuse that you're dead is just not a good excuse yeah oh need i even mention ultron ultron is 100 percent caused by tony stark oh that, that might be the most egregious yeah this is a country's worth of death yeah a nearly extinction level event caused by tony stark all because he didn't want to, you know, get permission from the rest of the Avengers to do something. He couldn't wait three days. Come on. Yeah. Then we see a civil war. He is the villain in civil war. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think one. I mean, you know, in this, I think in the civil war, in the comics, you can probably make an argument that that Captain America was was a little bit off the rails too. Mm -hmm. But Captain America: Civil War. In, this is not about secret identities and stuff like that. This is about an extra governmental organization being in charge of superheroes. Right. And the superheroes themselves not wanting to be subject to that is perfectly reasonable. Yeah. And, and, and as we see, like, you know, there's someone there. Basically, basically, if Tony can control his emotions, not mm -hmm. fly off the rails when he's learned that obviously very troubling news, mm -hmm. take a take a breath slow down this is the person that you've been working with for many years yeah. anger management not only does he need compliance not only does he need sexual harassment training mm -hmm. he's a he's we kind of figure out that you know iron man 2 he was kind of an alcoholic right mm -hmm. that's the kind of the implication mm -hmm. we didn't get the direct sort of hey tony you've got a problem you need to get some help he needs some anger management yeah, because you know, he is... at, at the at the time he learns of the Winter Soldier's involvement, he should have realized the Hydra's involvement, the brain control. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, the idea that that uh, that he he sh I mean, he tries to use Bruce as a therapist, right? At the end during Iron Man three, yes. that's what we kind of learn in the post credit scene. He should be getting actual therapy. Yep, from a real licensed therapist maybe even somebody that's licensed like able to you know write prescriptions and uh you know give him some some sort of psychotropic medication i think he's got some serious mental illness going on yeah you know who he should not go to he should not go to a physicist who turns into a monster no that's not going to help you no not at all so yeah so civil war could have been stopped there's no way that the other like combatants in that fight, even when you consider like Rhodey is one of them, there's no way they go to the lengths that they go to without Tony Stark at their head. A hundred percent Tony's fault. Yeah, that that airport in Germany would still be there today. Yep. No one talks about that. That's that poor airplane. <laughs> that poor airport. I mean, what are the were there people at that airport that were like stranded that couldn't go anywhere because of that thing? They're like, what the hell? I only have a week of vacation. I can't get home. Yeah. I was here for Oktoberfest. Ugh. And all of a sudden I can't get home now. Ooh. Yeah. All right. And, and then we get to Endgame. You got Thanos. Sure. All right. Maybe he saw He it. figured out time travel, which is That's good. cool. Yeah. Good. Figured out how to use the this, this the you know. I mean he just he's got the, the fake that his AI stuff that helps him with all of his stuff. Sure. But he apparently built that smart AI, so we can we can give him that. Um, and he did, you know, bring back all everybody and well, he didn't do that part, but 
No. Um, he did do a lot of helping in, in Endgame. He did he that. destroy Thanos. Yep. That, okay. I'll give that to him. One, so, like, yeah. we're talking about, like, you know, Stain gets a 7. You know, maybe maybe out of 10, you know, Thanos gets a 15. Sure. You know, so 22. And then we're going minus for all these other ones. So, uh, I mm -hmm. think, uh, you know, Ultron is, like, a minus 10, right? Mm. Easily. And, it's, and Civil War is a minus 10. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. he's definitely in the, in the negative over yeah. the course of the MCU. Tony Stark, yeah. Uh... Not a good dude. Yeah, I mean, he, he's instrumental to the MCU. He's fun. He's funny. Yes. Um, but when you dig deep on him, he should be arrested. Oh, 100%. Mm -hmm. Ten times over. Solves a lot yeah. of problems. You yeah. can arrest him. You can bring him out to help figure out time travel, save the world. That's cool. You don't even need to bring him out. Just give him a, a computer. Yeah. Just keep him Done. in a cell. You can... You know, do one of those Hannibal Lecter style cells where he doesn't have electricity and all that stuff. Well, look, we saw uh, we saw Black Widow. We see what Natasha has to go through. Why does Tony Stark get to go out gallivanting around? Mm -hmm. Make no sense to me. Nope. So, but I think that's it. That's it. We've covered, we've covered Iron Man. This is kind of our last. Well, we'll we'll certainly talk about um, Tony Stark later on. Sure. In, in other films, but this is this is the last sort of standalone for him. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. We'll probably yeah we'll do that much bigger later. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I think that I think we're done. All right. Well, thank you, Shane. Thank you, Mike.